Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Like, say I want to see what you're doing and who you're hanging with, and you're not posting about it on your story. I can just stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's weird. You do that? No, I don't do that. I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages and keep it between friends, and then use that money to buy something at a store with Apple Pay. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Maybe. Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank, member FDIC. Terms apply. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through six X. Visit TomboyX.com. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and I Fund Women Grants at South by Southwest. Thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24 seven. Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right. But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. <clears throat> AT and T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Becca Tilly and Tanya Rad, an iHeartRadio and two-time People's Choice Award-winning podcast. Hello, everybody. We're scrubbing in. Guess what it is? The three-year anniversary. anniversary. It's so crazy because... I obviously, I, I didn't know. It feels like it's, it, it's weird because it feels like it's been a while, but also three years feels 
Oh, like crazy. A, I know. Like, shout out to Crystal because yeah. <laughs> that's how I found out. <laughs> I saw her post and I got so emotional from it. Like, started going down down memory lane, looking at photos, videos. Like, I, I mean, shout out to Crystal. I know. She, we, we would have no idea <laughs> if I'm being honest for all of our sakes. Um, Wait, yeah. I want to look back at September of 2017. Where was everybody in their lives? <laughs> um, I can tell you, honestly. So that would have been, oh, yeah. That would have been three oh years gosh. from today. It's so crazy because I have the photos of me hugging Jason George because he oh, was my first, <laughs> my first guest. So technically, Tanya wasn't officially on the podcast yet. I think we did like two or three episodes. Yeah, I think it was October-ish when I joined. And I will never forget going to start the podcast and having so much nerves. Like, is this something I can really do? I was on my own. I was, I remember Mark and I just staring at each other because I would be, I was like doing a full monologue every episode when I was by myself. That is hard to do too. do an entire podcast by yourself is very difficult. Yeah. And I knew like we, we had a few amazing guests, but you know, I'm not a, Especially at the time, I, I've probably gotten better from interviewing guests, but that wasn't like my natural, I was not a host by Habitat. any Habitat. Yeah. And um, Mark and I had just met, and I remember doing our teasers for the podcast, and I was just like, so am I just, I'm just talking? Is anyone going to respond to me, or am I just speaking into the microphone by myself? And um, I think most of you know the story, but my sisters came on for a sister podcast and totally froze up when the microphones were in their face. That I remember. Yeah, they were, they're so funny and witty. And then they go to get on the podcast and it was just like pulling teeth, <laughs> trying to get them to have a personality. Um, and so we were like, Tanya, can you stay late? It was after work in the studio. We were like, can you stay late and do the podcast with me? And so she hopped on, and I will never forget that day of, like, looking at Amy at, in the studio, kind of being like, okay, this is, this is it. <laughs> I do not want to do this on my own anymore, so let's keep this going. And then we fought and got the name changed and the photo changed. and I mean, That was that? a process. That was, a, that was not only a process, that was a battle. I got to say, Becca really... Uh, stood up for me in ways that I didn't even know needed to happen, quite honestly. Um, but it just kind of goes to show you the type of person that you are because you didn't have to do, you know what I mean? Like you didn't, not only did you not have to do that, but like, I don't know. I can't really explain what I'm trying to say, but it just goes to show the type of person that you are. You know what I mean? Like you just. I disagree. I mean, I, it was like still to this day. I mean, there, it was a no brainer of having you in an equal partnership with me on this podcast and knowing what you brought compared to what, what I was doing alone. So, um, I'm just so proud. I mean, we together, I, I think about the, the things we've gone through in the podcast world and like the celebrations and the challenges and, but also like our personal life, like what we've been through since we started this podcast has it's been significant. So <laughs> crazy. Like, actually crazy the amount of men i've dated in the last three years <laughs> i wonder if someone could collab do a list for <laughs> us since uh well technically october 2017 yeah like how many guys actually it's uh, the number it's definitely 
Well, definitely double digits, but. It's been a journey. I mean, it's kind of been like part, part of this podcast has been your journey of finding love and you've found like here we are and you're in love. <laughs> <laughs> it's like three years in a full circle moment. Not, uh, but, but it's exceeded past way past three years of me trying to find it. Let, 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 <laughs> let's be clear here. Yeah, I mean, we got we got you in the middle of the search. Yeah, that had been going on for a while. But for and a while. Mark and Easton, I mean, I feel like this podcast. It just, you know, I always take notice of the uh, scrubbing in group and how many people when it's like, are you a Becca or Tanya? And it's like, well, I'm an Easton. I'm a Mark. And it's like <laughs> we're really a whole team. And like. This podcast would never even think of happening without y'all. And I just feel so proud. And like Danielle and Tori when she was here, and now Becky and Riley. And it's just like, this is a whole squad that's just. Yeah. And I also think too, like, I feel like for Mark and Easton, I feel like because our audience is mostly female, it's so nice to know that there are men out there like you guys. You know what I mean? Because I think especially a lot of us are or were, I mean, I was like dating so avidly and getting so discouraged by the type of men that I would find and so it's like refreshing to know that you guys are out there and you exist and you're happily married and you have a beautiful partnership and like the ways that you got there are so different but like I don't know it's just it's it's really refreshing and I think a lot of people not only admire you guys and and how you are and how you live but just it's like uh, not aspirational but um maybe aspirational yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) that's the right word That's very sweet. Thank you very much. We're just happy to be here. Yes. Very happy to be here. <laughs> With that being said, I brought out the uh, the fancy ice that Becca likes. Yeah, it's the round, the big round cube. Yeah. And we're pouring some rosé. Yeah, so I thought I put champagne in the fridge earlier and it's rosé, so. <laughs> I have a meeting after this, so I'm you just going to sip. And also I walked in and Tanya had... McDonald's, Dr. Pepper, and French fries waiting on me. So. And a card. And a card. Tanya, Tanya's like that amazing friend that makes you feel like you need to step up your game no. at all times. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, but, yeah, cheers. And last but not least, our scrubbers. I mean, Truly. this podcast probably wouldn't have continued if y'all weren't listening and supporting us. And. You've gotten us two People's Choice Awards. You're constantly, like, reaching out and supporting us and sending us love and sending each other love. And yeah. um, I think more than anything, it's this community that we built that brings me so much pride and joy, and I'm so grateful. So happy three years to all of all of us. Happy three years, everybody. Cheers. Happy three years. <laughs> so let's just have some fun in the sun and not talk about all the wackadoo that's happening in our world right now, okay? Let's just have a fun hour of rosé and reminiscence. reminiscence. <laughs> oh, reminiscence. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Scrub Sisters, uh, there's a, a Laker, a big Laker player. His sister is a scrubber that I met um, on Instagram the other day because I was a fan on the virtual wall. Oh, we know. And she reached out and she was like, oh my gosh, that's my brother. That's in your video. This is so crazy. My worlds are colliding. I'm a huge scrubber. I like listen every week, blah, blah, blah. I was like, this is so funny. Wait, the one that you kissed? No, um, she's actually a Laker player's sister. So her name's Emily Caruso. 
Yes, and her brother's Alex Caruso. Yes, so wow. he plays, plays for the Lakers, and she's a giant scrubber. Wow. So shout out. Shout out to Our scrubbers are everywhere. Yeah. Like literally everywhere. (laughs) I know. I I cannot think of a time I went somewhere and didn't meet a scrubber. (laughs) Like it's like, it's insane. Like everywhere. They come out everywhere. It's awesome. I know. It's really the best. It's been really cool coming, like, you know, when I would meet people in public, if they came up and said hi, it was always about The Bachelor. And it's really cool now that it's like, I love scrubbing in. I love you and Tanya. And I love you. Um, the podcast and it's, it's really, it's been nice because I always had this weird identity crisis that I was always going to be just like solely attached to the bachelor, which I'm obviously eternally grateful for, but it's cool to have this thing that's grown beyond that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, I, I was thinking on the way over here about all the episodes and like the highlights and, um, the places we've been been really fun <laughs> the live shows oh, yeah i cannot I wait for live shows i was again. weirdly for some reason i was thinking about the episode where we um we were texting mr whole foods and like live <sighs> action doing it during the podcast and how That's like great. everything that i wanted to say you guys were all like no <laughs> <laughs> but you know what that just goes to prove you prove to you that you can't, you can't mess it up with the right guy. <laughs> right. He's going to love you for you, bad instincts and all. Yeah. Right. yeah. Right. Weird text and all. D- did you ever go on a date with Mr. Holford? Oh, did I? Yeah, but what happened? It was nice, yeah, though. Yeah, well, he's a nice guy, for sure. Yeah. But we had zero income. He didn't even own a television. Oh. I'm like, what do I talk to you about? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Yeah. It's funny because a lot of times people are like opposites attract, but there has to be some common interest for you to be around each other. That's what I was kind of banking on. I was like, yeah, opposites attract, like, you know. (laughs) Yeah. I felt like we went through so many of Tanya's guys where we like really tried to force it. Like, it's okay. Like, oh, we tried to force so (laughs) many squares into a round jackhammer like i, I don't, don't right. even that's know square jackhammer do you remember the guy <laughs> i had, remember my friend mel set me up with this guy who we went to sugarfish at 5 30 and i was home by 6 15 wait because <laughs> we had like literally nothing in common and not only that our lifestyles were completely different he stays up till 3 a.m he goes he was going to like raves downtown and stuff oh, yeah, and i yeah. was just like why would you set me up with somebody when I go to sleep at like 8 p.m.? She goes, I just wanted to prove to you that good guys are out there. I was like, show me a photo. Don't send me on a date with one. Yeah. I, I, are you so glad to be out of the like first date world? Because I, I was never like uh, someone who enjoyed that. Um, oh, like going on first dates? Mm-hmm, I like, think I'm like queen first date because I didn't really get to many seconds. <laughs> But did you enjoy the first dates? Because I, <laughs> as soon as the awkward, as soon as there was a weird silence lull, I would, I would just be like, I'm, that's it. I'm done. There's nothing. I have no interest anymore. No, I never had, I never had the silence. Cause I would just be like, that's what I'm saying. Cause you feel the silence yeah. out of, yeah. I hate when I have to have those conversations of feeling the si- filling the silence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got pretty good at it. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I mean, I always go back to the nail salon farting story. It's just such a classic. Like, <laughs> oh I oh my gosh, 
I'll just, I'll never forget being in the nail salon and I'll never forget recapping it on the podcast. You know, that was the last time I chewed sugar-free gum. <laughs> I haven't chewed sugar-free gum since. I think that was like 2017, 2018, maybe. <laughs> like, it's just not even like, I, you, if you asked me for a piece of gum, I'd have to go to the store. I have none on me. I mean, Zero. also the amount of amazing guests, but we're, you know, we, we started this podcast for our fandom of Grey's Anatomy and we have had some key hitters in the Grey's Anatomy world. And that's something to to say because, mm-hmm. you know, I remember starting and Jason George was my first guest, which was epic for me. Wait, five side note. I, so I've been rewatching old episodes of Grey's just because I was in a sad mood this week and it makes me happy. And I saw the episode where Jason George and Miranda Bailey first get together. And for some reason, it just like made me feel so some type of way. <laughs> yeah, they were like cute. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, I listened to um, Ellen Pompeo on Armchair Expert, and I would—I've changed my mind completely about having her on the podcast. I want her to be on the podcast more than ever before. Really? She was so like open and honest. He's amazing. Like he is such a great interviewer, and I don't know if they like know each other personally, but she just seems so comfortable and easygoing. And she even talked about she was like. I think I come across as very cold and like unapproachable, but that's my personality. I'm from Boston and I'm just kind of hard and, um, you know, I'm very assertive in what I want. And she also spoke about that article about when she went in and asked for a raise. Oh, I need to hear. I need to listen. And it's, it's so insightful because you remember it kind of, she said it, it almost put this weird spin of pressure on it where she didn't know that the article was going to go in that direction and be so much of a focus on that. And then she had people like going in and asking for raises and not getting rejected. And she was like, it almost gave this sense of power that I didn't necessarily intentionally mean to give because she was like, I knew what the show was making. That's the, I had a number of what the show was making. So I was able to go based on that number. Right. She was like, but if you go in and you can't prove like what you actually contribute to your job or whatever, it's hard to like go in and be like powerful and like demand a raise or whatever. And I thought it was funny because she was very much like, that wasn't my intention. She was very humble about it. Um, but yeah, she's just cool. And I think that's the thing about Dak Shepard that he does so well on his podcast is like he he uses himself. Like he he really like, not only humbles himself, but he kind of like puts, yeah. he's very vulnerable with them. And so I think it helps them be more vulnerable and open with him. Yeah, because she, so I guess her her mom passed away when she was really young and I think she was an addict and he was able to be like, you know, as an addict, yeah, like, yeah. you know, so he, I, I agree. There was something about their connection that was made her very comfortable. But I, afterwards I was like, I, we got to get her. That's I'm manifesting it. I mean, so. okay, let's get, we'll get Ellen Pompeo on the <laughs> podcast. And then we're, this is the year season 17 is the year that we are going to be extras on Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> like it's happening. It's got, I mean, I think it would be easy. The, the day we went on the set, they were like, do you want us to check and see if you want to be extra? Yeah, today? like, it's just like, throw us on a gurney or something, <laughs> you know? All I want is to be on a gurney in Grace. Um, so, yeah, I just, it's fun to look back. And it's also fun to dream about what's coming. I know that the nomination, like, people are able to nominate for a People's Choice Award, I think, starting today. Seriously? Yeah, it's all <laughs> in the Facebook group. They're yeah, like, somebody posted that. I saw that. <laughs> I wonder if they're going to do the award show this year. I'm sure it'll be. I got to say, the VMAs really set the bar high because they, they looked job. so good. Um, 
I also saw this in the Facebook group, and I wanted to talk to you about it because it start it sparked an interesting conversation amongst the scrubbers. Oh. And it was about you posted something on your Instagram story about how you had a bad week and you oh, were down yeah. and you chose happiness. And the post was saying, and it was she was not like it was nothing negative towards you. She was just saying, hey. Um, like I know some people can't choose happiness and like, it's okay to be in your feelings and feel like down or whatever it is. And you know, that it was an interesting conversation of people saying that a lot of times on Instagram, it's, it's a lot like choose happiness or be positive or good vibes only. And saying how people who can't get out of that or who can't choose it feel, um, like, I guess I would assume like they're failing, but by not being able to do that. Yeah. And so I know that your perspective is more so like in the things that you can choose to be positive about, choose that option. Yeah. And I think for me, like a lot of stuff. So this past week really sucked for me just in, in various different ways. Mm. Like I'm dealing with just more health UTI stuff that I'm trying to like figure out and it's very frustrating. And then I was dealing with like a bully as an adult, which is like the weirdest thing in the (laughs) world and so it was like just a bunch of different emotions that I was like kind of going through and I kind of just like I was crying a lot about it and then I was like I just literally gave myself like a day and the next day I was like I'm done with this I literally can choose to I can choose to To like focus focus on the good to cut that out just literally just Mm -hmm. cut it out and then in terms of like health stuff like just be proactive one foot in front of the other Mm -hmm figure it out. Do you know what I mean? Like just be proactive and not be frustrated and not cry about it anymore. Like I was just like, there's only, I can't, I just had to choose it. Yeah. But I, I wanted to like reiterate that you do let yourself feel emotions. Like you let For yourself sure. feel sad. You watch Grey's, you listen to music, but your point was like, at a certain point I have the choice to what I'm focusing and on. And I also do think that like clinically you know what I mean some people like that suffer from depression and that have these you know these illnesses I I don't suffer from that so it's like I do have do you know what I mean like I can kind of go inside myself and kind of work through these things Mm -hmm. internally um I don't know what that's like because I've never had to deal with depression or anything like that so I do feel a lot of compassion and empathy for people that are dealing with that because I know it's not a choice for them right and Haley posted something recently about um, like the process of getting on your medicine and getting off medicine when you're going through depression or whatever. And it's so interesting because, you know, I'm always like, well, just, you know, see the positive. Like, why are you p- focused on the negative? And I've realized and I've realized it through therapy and talking about it that like that's not an op- that's not an option for some people. Like, whereas I'm like, well, things are, things could be worse. Like, see the silver lining. Some people are like. I don't have, I'm not even, there's no silver lining. Yeah. It's black. (laughs) But I think sometimes, I think we can self-sabotage a lot. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so in terms of that type of stuff, I think we are able to, Mm -hmm. you know, shut that door and walk the other way Mm -hmm. in those situations. Yeah. It was just, I I wanted to talk to you about it because I thought it was an interesting conversation. And I obviously, I know when you say that you're not talking about people who are, in a position of not being able to rationalize just talking about listen if you have an option and you have two options of like okay I'm going to focus on this which is really bringing me down and making me feel dark I'm going to acknowledge it and what what it makes me feel but I'm going to put my energy towards something better or something that makes me happy and like I know you know everybody's dealing with 
everything that's going on in various different ways. I have a friend that, um, I have a friend who is out of work and so she's, she's waitressing and she's been, uh, leaning a lot to, on food and so gaining weight. Mm -hmm. And so just kind of like, like this snowball and she just kind of woke up one day and was just like, enough is enough. I'm done. Like I'm not Mm -hmm. going down this path anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's the stuff that she's going through is really, it's hard, Mm -hmm. you know, it's really hard life stuff. And so I think it is, it's not easy. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think when we can, if Mm -hmm. we can, we have to somehow pick ourselves up. Yeah. I mean, I think right now is a time where everyone's (laughs) like, you talk to anyone and they tell you what's going on and it's something that's hard to um, understand. Even me, I mean, I've been going through different things in my life and I think it's been mostly like conversations with my parents and seeing, not seeing eye to eye on everything and um, finally just realizing that just to have a conversation with each other and even though conversations like that can be so uncomfortable I don't know for me they're like the most uncomfortable but they're so necessary to just talk about things because at the end of the day when I had a conversation with them I, I said all this stuff that I wanted to say and we both were not because we hadn't communicated we were both not seeing eye to eye because we didn't understand each other because we weren't talking about it yeah and so, um, yeah, I think there's just... I know a lot of families that are going through <laughs> tough things right now. Tough. Yes, the world is going through tough things. Um, I also saw a post on the Scrubbing In group talking about when we have guests to talk about them and introduce them. Because I, I always assume that because we know everyone that we have on and we're like fans, that everyone who listens knows everything about them like we do. Um, so I'm going to make more of an effort when we um, have a guest on that we introduce them and talk about why we love them and what they're doing. Yeah, and, and I also think, too, I, I agree with the listeners when they say that like it feels very disjointed because I think we've kind of gotten into this rut where like we're doing interviews randomly and then we're not like we used to always sit down and do the podcast like kind of as a whole, you know what I mean? And so it all just kind of we were all together and it just kind of flowed. And now yeah. like the guests just feel very just like thrown in there yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, and we don't always need a guest. Like, I think also that was a big takeaway from that thread too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we love just hanging out with each other, but it is exciting when we get to talk to someone and what they're doing and these artists that we love and want to support and promote their stuff. But, um, we will do a better job when we have guests of introducing y'all to them. So you kind of feel like, you know, them going into the interview. Right. And today we have, um, Ava Max, who has actually been on the podcast before. I think we did like a phoner with her. Yeah. It was super quick. Yeah. It was quick. But Tanya is like a, a, a stan. I'm a stan. <laughs> so she sings this song. Oh, she's sweet, but a psycho, a little bit psycho at night. She's screaming. Oh, na, 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 na. So that's how you know her. Yeah. Um, but I ran into her at like our local nail salon one night and we literally spent like two hours chatting the whole time. So I like love her now. Yeah. And um, I sing that song to Phoebe all the time because I think she is so sweet, but she's also psycho sometimes. <laughs> so it's like my song to Phoebe. And I think it's also a song that most of us can relate to as women <laughs> sometimes. When I'm on my period. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. And I'm on my period. Yes. Um, but so we did this interview and got to talk. She has new music coming out and they sent us a few of the songs and they're so good. Like, I cannot wait for y'all to listen. Cause I feel like a lot of you have the same type of taste that we do. Um, but 
she was incredibly sweet and personable. Yeah, I, I love her. Like, I really do. Yeah. She's 26. She's, I feel, I'm really excited for y'all to hear the interview because right off the bat, she was so, so excited to be talking to us. And she's very passionate about her music and sh- her voice is incredible. Um, and she's cool. Yeah, she's cool. Yeah. And I, I was looking at your photos the other day. I noticed that she just randomly was commenting, like, beautiful. Like, yeah. so sweet. I know. I, just, I like, love her. So we're going to take a break. Tanya's already downed her first glass of rosé. And um, we'll be back with our interview with Ava Mack. This is what quarantine has done for me. <laughs> I'm now a tampon blogger, a rosé drinker, and <laughs> a Laker fan. <laughs> Hey, I'm AJ McLean. And I'm Cheryl Burke. And I am Renee Elizondo, who you don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But you will know on our new podcast, Pretty Messed Up. He's the pretty, I'm the messed, and Renee's the up. He is the up. Up Upwards and onwards. I don't think I don't think we'll ever fight. And if we do, you better not do it on camera. Yeah, no, I don't think we will. They're fighting right now. Oh, yeah. is this fighting? Then we fight all the time. Then, yeah, we fight constantly. Then. 24-7. No, I, That's our way of communication. Yeah, I don't think we'll ever fight, you know, even though we are very similar personalities, which a lot of times it doesn't work. I think... Take off those sunnies. This connection. Oh, you can blink. I've been teaching him also not just to smile, yeah. but to blink so he doesn't look like a psycho killer I know. when we dance live yeah. on... TV. I can't wait for the podcast. There are so many stories about oh AJ's God. honesty at the wrong times. <laughs> God. I can't wait to hear him. You know, obviously a lot in the public has been said about me, my journey through recovery and sobriety, my ups and downs, my highs and lows. Um, but there's still so much left that not a lot of people know about. And, you know, I've compared myself to an onion because there's a lot more layers to me than anyone really knows about. Funyun. Um, a Funyun, exactly. I can't wait to do the podcast because I can just call him out and Renee can give me advice on how to handle him sometimes because all I hear is the talk, 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 excuses, excuses, excuses. And... Careful. Listen to Pretty Messed Up on the iHeartRadio app. On Apple Podcasts. Or wherever you listen to your podcast. That's right. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? (laughs) Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gym, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They know the feeling and their authenticity experts live for it. When that sneaker sole hits the court and hits you right in your soul. When catching a streetwear drop means everyone else is catching envy. When that watch seems to stop time, that handbag drops someone's jaw faster than they can say, I want one. And that shiny piece of jewelry puts you right in the spotlight. If that's the feeling you're after, satisfy that craving at eBay. That's where the thrill of the find meets that feeling of real. Go ahead. Type it in. Anything. Hit search and boom, you'll know when you find it. Let's call it a real scroll stopper. 
Right next to it, you'll see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee. That's how you know it's the real deal. And that's also how you know that eBay's got your back. They're making sure that authenticity is always in reach with real experts checking the things you love. Shop with confidence knowing that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is authentic through a hands-on, detailed inspection by real people who are real experts and love this stuff just as much as you do. Sneaker authenticators who make sure each pair is as authentic as it is fresh. Streetwear experts who know real head-to-toe. Handbag authenticators who've had a handle on all the details. Watch experts who know all of the watchouts and jewelry experts making sure that jaw-dropping piece is jaw-droppingly real. eBay's authenticity experts are on a mission to make sure when the thing you love arrives, it's as authentic as your style. All this to say, when you find it on eBay, you found it for real. So hit that buy it now button with confidence. And when it finally hits your doorstep, know that the only thing unreal is the moment you unbox it. Knowing it's authentic without a doubt, that's something you have to experience for yourself. At eBay, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach with eBay Authenticity Guarantee. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Um, we have a very exciting guest scrubbing in with us today. We have Ava Max here. Woo! Woo! We have had you before because it was during one of the um Oh, you're right. Festivals. It was one of the on I the heart. phone. You yeah. were on the phone. I remember. <laughs> yeah, it was short and sweet. So we're really happy to have you back. And um I know that Tanya was so excited because y'all had run into each other at a nail salon or something. We are best friends. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like we'd met each other just through work stuff. Like you'd come in the station and, and so we'd met like in, the, in work settings. And then I was at the nail salon one night and you came walking in and we literally spent that entire like hour and a half just chit chatting. And I was just like, I'm so obsessed with Ava Max. You're just like the cutest. <laughs> Thank you. That, that is my nail salon girl. Um, but I, I love it. So um, we actually were talking about primal astrology forever. We got to know each other really well and it was awesome. And like, you know, we were even talking about because I was on tour a lot at the time and like, it was hard because, you know, I was so busy and we were just talking about how like, we make time for like nails in general. Like we, it was late at night, remember? <laughs> yeah, it was late. I know, isn't it crazy to kind of think about like just kind of how crazy hectic your schedule used to be and now you're doing all your promo and like everything via Zoom. You're like kind of, I mean, we're all just like. It's weird because it's a different kind of busy, which I prefer being on the road, obviously, but like being in a corner in a room like all day from 6 a.m. to like 11 p.m. with all parts of the world is so different. It's very, I have to say it's efficient because Zoom is like, you can literally talk to anyone around the world. 
so you don't have to wait for the jet lag to you know go away um but it's really just about like now i just miss touring and it's it's kind of sad <laughs> i'm like what is performing are we ever i'm i you know i don't know i don't have words for it um, I would just like to point out that Ava Max is sitting in a butterfly chair. And I don't know if you realize this, but butterflies are like Tanya's symbol. Um, of, <laughs> she always says when she sees a butterfly, she'll post a video or photo and say, this feels significant. So this really does <laughs> feel significant. Tanya, Tanya I know, I'm your I don't favorite, know. aren't I? <laughs> Like, truly, I can't even explain to you. Do you see, you probably can't tell that this is a butterfly uh, stencil back here oh, in this okay. frame right here. It's a little pixelated again, but. <laughs> yeah. They're like, they kind of symbolize hope and love for me, so. Oh, I actually, can I tell you, recently, I've been obsessed with butterflies. And that's why I got, there's two of these butterfly chairs, and they're supposed to go in my vanity. But, you know, I've switched things around to work from home. Like, I have, like, a crazy, like, I have a random piano here. Like, I have. A orange setup that I don't know what's going on in this room, but I've just made it like <laughs> <laughs> you've just pieced it together. You see things that inspire you, you get them, and then you'll figure out how like to zoom with butterfly chair. Let's do it. <laughs> I, wait, first, I need to get that chair. Y'all were talking about the how y'all were talking about primal astrology at the nail salon. How did that? conversation come up because that's so Tanya oh God, like, you so were, into that. Becca, I don't think I've talked to you that much, but you sound so like fun to talk to. <laughs> 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 You're just like cracking up and making me crack up. No, but I feel like literally we we just I don't know, we connected. You're cancer, right, Tanya? Yes. My brother's a cancer. So y'all are like passionate like whoa no but it's in a good way like well no so uh, ava was talking about um we were just talking about astrology in general and then she's like have you ever heard of primal astrology and i was like and no what is this and then she like unleashed a whole new thing for me because all you do is it's basically like every person has an animal and it's based on like your birth year and your birthday so it's very specific and so I went and I found mine and I was a turtle and yeah and then I went and I found my boyfriend you're like I was a turtle <laughs> and I'm still very much a turtle and my boyfriend is a leafy sea dragon I was like oh he's I went and googled image is leafy sea dragon I was like you're such a leafy oh my sea God, my niece is a leafy sea dragon they're very smart they're like einstein's they're like they really they're very smart oh interesting my niece She's just super like, smart craziest ideas like i actually approved my album through my niece <laughs> i think you met my niece at the nail salon because i brought her. Uh, yeah 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 she's yeah. like oh my god i love her so much but anyways she's basically like my sister but um she's a leafy sea dragon <laughs> what are you what's your i'm a bird of paradise Oh, the oh. <laughs> flower. I know it's weird, but you know what? There are birds that they call birds of paradise too. I figured this oh. out recently because I'm like, why the heck am I a plant? Like, what the heck? <laughs> the, wait, the best part is we were talking about this before you came on and we were talking. One of our producers goes, yeah, well, you know, some people are birds of paradise. The flower, that's kind of disappointing. Oh and my one God. Of other, and then one of okay, our wait, other producers. Pause. You know what's crazy about birds of paradise? It says performer. It says performer. Oh, else, I'm telling you. Someone else who is assigned to my management is also that, I won't say it, but he's also a bird of paradise. And I was like, wait, we're both bird of paradises? It's so weird. And you're both performers? Yeah, we're both performers. Wow. And there okay, is. There, I mean, obviously, there's a little bit There's a little bit to it that's just, like, 
it's not a hundred percent accurate depiction, it's but pretty, it's, it's pretty accurate. Uh huh. Whoa. So it's ba- it's a basically similar to the Chinese exactly. Or, yeah. Exactly. I don't know. Who did came you up read- with these, man? <laughs> did you read? So I you're did, a jaguar. I'm a jaguar. Yeah. But did you get to read I'm up a powerful, little bit? Powerful, regal, and solitary. That's so accurate. <laughs> I don't know you, but I'm like, whoa, Tanya. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> she Ava's like, wow, I'm I like, just met her. I totally so think. you. <laughs> Did you think Regal when you first logged on and saw me? Were you like Regal? Those are Tanya's. Yeah, turtle. she's at my house. <laughs> That's why, Tanya, that's why you said thanks. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> wait, wait. It says, yeah, we're in the same room. It says, I'm done. Um, I'm done. It says <laughs> that the jaguar is viewed like the Chinese views the dragon, which, you know, is like powerful. Exactly. You're powerful. You guys are I had no yeah, idea. I'm trying. <laughs> no, but it's, I like, I literally live for these things. I remember at, that night after I met you, I like told everybody, like I went on the air the next morning. I was like, oh my God, have you guys heard about primal astrology? Like, <laughs> you know what's crazy? <laughs> it's so funny. Oh my God. I can't even tell you. Like I've told so many people and sometimes it's been a bad thing because they're like, they've read it to their spouses and it hasn't been good. So I won't say anything, but all I'm saying is sometimes it can be weird because it's so accurate to the point where. I don't know what's going to happen when I leave the room, but. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I know I was reading stuff in my about my boyfriend and I was like, hmm, this is just good to note in the back oh my of my God. mind right there. If you want to know someone, look this up, especially the yeah. person. Totally, totally. You know, it says about it my sign, which is really funny, by the way. It's like, it's because growing up, I had a lot of cousins and some cousins were a little on the shy side and then some were like, like more like outspoken like me <laughs> and then it says <laughs> it says the shy like shy signs tend to ca- take your confidence as arrogance and i was like whoa that's why i don't speak to those cousins <laughs> because they think i'm probably like arrogant i'm over here like confident as fuck i'm like <laughs> like outspoken <laughs> what does it mean it is so you that is so like you. shy signs take my um strengths for like for like i don't know like i don't know how you gotta read the, the, it again what it said about me because it was literally so me and even my yeah. mom was like that's so strange now i know why like you drive me crazy i'm like sorry mom <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah. we have some business to take care of yes. because you are releasing your debut album which is like Major, major, major. It's coming out September 18th, which is soon. Heaven, so Heaven and Hell, it's so funny because that, that album name, it, a lot of people are like, is it religious? I, for me, it's more like, it's more just about emotions we go through. And 2020, which is so ironic that 2020 feels like Heaven and Hell. Because it's like very, so true. very strange. I did not mean it like that, by the way. I was going to say... Did you, did you write a lot of these songs during 2020 or has this been something that you've been working on like before 2020 even came before to be the, and I don't, wow. I don't know. It was kind of like in a way meant to be, but I kind of wish I was wrong. Yeah. yeah. Did you, did you, um, manifest 2020? I don't being know heaven what happened. I have no clue. People are like, Oh, did you manifest how big sweet Psycho is going to be? I'm like, 
No, or else I would be a psychic. Hello. <laughs> Hello. I'm not a that song. I'm astrology. <laughs> Also, I just want to give you a huge shout out because uh, your song Kings and Queens is literally like the modern woman anthem. Like I literally listen to that song on repeat when I go on my run sometimes and it just like amps me up. I'm just so obsessed with it. I just kind of feel like you're this like bop queen and um, your label actually sent over a couple of the songs ahead of time. And which one did you? I I I have. Yeah. Yeah, we got we got yeah. four teaser songs. We got four songs, and one of them was my favorite that I like. Literally, like couldn't I just had I just kept listening to on repeat. Which one? I was like, Which song? one? I wonder if ours are the same. What is one, it? two, three? Naked. Naked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, you're gonna freak! There's a big surprise with that song next week, so I'm really excited. Um, there's a there's oh, you haven't announced that. It's like the leading song off the album and there's something coming with the with the song so i'm really excited for you guys to see next week it is so i i loved the every single song that they they sent for they sent four songs and they're all amazing which one i'm curious okay so they sent naked tattoo omg what's happening and call me tonight oh my god and you guys haven't even heard the other ones because the born of the night is really good bella nauna Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. No, we only, I mean, yeah, we like, so we got what we got. We got what we got and we're really grateful. grateful. We're grateful. (laughs) Either way. I'm just so happy you guys love, love it all. And naked is like one of my favorites because it's so vulnerable. You know, it's yes, it's like, but it's a bop. One line in the song is you can take off all my clothes, but you'll never see me naked. And it's really just about being in a relationship. And when a guy thinks he knows you and has this kind of like ego to him and it's like, no, you don't know me. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know my mind, my soul. You know my body maybe, but that doesn't mean you know what's inside. So it really is great, I think, for this generation as well to hear that because it's a great message um, for our youth. I also think, too, it's like it kind of shows I've been a, I'm a firm believer in the fact that you can be vulnerable but also be strong at the same time. I think a lot of people think vulnerability is weakness. And it's not like, I think that they really can go hand in hand. And I think vulnerability is a very powerful thing. So, uh, yeah, I was like obsessed <laughs> with that song. Thank you. Thank so you. You guys, good. I'm so happy you love that song. Cause it's crazy. It's different from what I've done. Right. It's so different. Yeah. And I was nervous, oh. <laughs> but it's just like, you know, I'm, I'm just really excited cause I'm getting a lot of great feedback on that song. And now that I know you guys like it. <laughs> It's, it's so good. You know, a lot of the songs I, so I went on a road trip recently and we were, we had it on like a old school Britney Spears playlist. Oh my God. Yes. That's- and I was like, I miss these types of bops. And like your songs kind of took me back to those like vibe. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. that fun, like pop music that we've kind of lost a little bit in my opinion. For but sure. Like, your voice, I could listen to you read a, sing a phone oh book God. and I'd be like, this is amazing. Ah. Thank you. Thank you. I, yeah. You know, there will be no shortage of music. I have to tell you, we are working nonstop. Circuit and I, a producer I work with a lot. Um, <laughs> we're working on basically so much music. So I just can't wait for you guys to hear the debut album. But also, you know, there's going to be a deluxe. There's going to be other songs. It's going to be like m- many more pop bops. <laughs> Did you think about like maybe postponing the release of it until like this was all over? You know, everyone says like until this is over, but like I mean, who knows when that yeah, is? Yeah, earlier in the year it was supposed to come out. So we kind of had like a March April idea, but <laughs> March April was probably one of the scariest times of our lives. Uh, yeah, like, true. we had no idea what was happening. The grocery stores were empty. If toilet paper, 
hello. I'm like, what is going on in life? But anyway, so <laughs> I think in general, just, you know, we, we, need, we really wanted to release the album and Circuit and I and the writers on the record as well that I worked with. And, and also me too, I, I feel like music is medicine. I wanted to release it. For sure. Right? And it's very anthemic, the songs. And, and just especially now that I'm getting such a great response with Kings and Queens, it's like, I just can't wait for everyone to hear everything else. I like literally, King, I, I, you're so sweet. I no, I'm obsessed with the Why lyrics. What? Why do you have TikTok video written down? Oh, these are just my notes, Becca oh, okay. Tilly. I have to, I have to make notes so that I don't forget things in the day. <laughs> Please don't make fun oh of me. Oh my god, that's literally me. Yeah, I had to make a TikTok video before. Wait, this did you just? Sorry, I literally have a note in my kitchen that says, "Do a TikTok video every day, or you lose." I'm like, "Or you lose?" And my and my friend was like, "What is this?" I'm like, "Oh, I just said that to myself to force myself to do it." Like, like or I lose. Like, what? What? Okay, I I was wondering as a. Because I was listening to um, like a top hits playlist the other day, and every song I didn't realize throughout the song till the chorus came, they were like TikTok songs. That yeah. Were so do you feel like a sense of pressure right now of like I gotta get a TikTok song that'll go viral. Like when you're listening to your songs, are you like, oh, I could see Charlie doing a dance to this, you know, or I could see Addison? Of course, but then again, it's like I don't, I don't really care because like I feel like my fans really uh, stream like the songs because they think it's like you know they're anthemic and the songs are anthemic and that's all I care about. Like, yeah. If it goes viral on TikTok, cool. But it's like. Yeah. I just want to make great music. Like. I think the number one thing for artists right now is to remember to make great music, not just for TikTok. I think people are forgetting yeah. then I making know. music for TikTok. It's like, or just to go viral. And it's like, that's not, that's not the longevity. The point is to make yeah. great yeah. music to touch people's souls. And at the end of the day, if it goes viral, Oh my God, that's great. But like, especially like not your Barbie girl got 2.4 billion videos before sweep with psycho. And I don't think people know that, but like, I kind of, I, I had some fun with TikTok before because like it, it helped me. It was like my first launching thing before even Super Psycho and I had no following. Um, so yeah. TikTok has been good to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was looking at your Instagram and like your, you know, little teasers of the album coming and uh, your fans are just so excited <laughs> for anything you put out, which has to feel really good because I mean, that, that alone feels like people are excited to hear my music before I even put it out. They're already like getting pumped about it. I mean, that's gotta be a good feeling as an artist knowing that they're just waiting for, for me. It's just weird. Cause it's like, I haven't even been to some places like Brazil or Dubai or, you know, the Middle East, like really haven't been to a lot of places. I've been to 27 countries, which is a lot, but not some other places that, you know, they're like, Oh, come here. And I'm just like, how do you even know about me? Like, um, like how does music spreads so fast and I find that crazy. Like I really do. Mm-hmm. I really do. It's insane. And I just couldn't be more grateful to have like the support of my team, especially during pandemic, you guys, like literally everyone. Cause we're all going through crazy things. <laughs> literally. Wait, this is my favorite lyric from, uh, from Kings and Queens to all of the Queens who are fighting alone, <laughs> baby, you're not dancing on your own. Okay. That's my favorite, favorite lyric, because I think right now everybody has like, even, I think everybody feels alone, even if you're not quarantining alone, like, I feel like everybody has that feeling right now. And so it's just kind of like a big reminder. Like we all feel like we're alone, but we're actually really not like Like, we're all in this together. I want to share something. Cause like, I just feel like people need to hear this. It's a normal thing. Like I, 
you know, my album's coming out in a week, but I actually had a really bad panic attack last week. And um, I don't, no one really knew that, but because I want to keep it secret, but now I'm like, you know, people should know that it's normal because it, it just hits you all of a sudden. You tell yourself you're okay. You tell yourself mm -hmm. not to cry. You tell yourself, you know, you, you hold back tears for certain things. It's like, but then it just explodes. So you got to feel the emotions because last week was pretty rough for me. I really like, felt everything since March in one morning. I woke up and I couldn't breathe. It was like, I felt like I was back in 2011 where I had my first panic attack. And I was like, what is going on? I didn't know if I was gonna be the same again. And it was like gone after two hours. But like, it, it really, you gotta take care of your mental health because I think I was just putting everything aside. And now I'm like, okay, I gotta go for walks outside. I have to like uh -huh. take me time because if you keep giving and giving and giving, you can't, nothing is coming in. So you go empty, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And, you yeah. know, so even if it's a podcast or like listening to music, I'm making a point now to take like 30 minutes at least throughout the day, in the day, to do that, to give myself information, not only give it out, because I feel like we're all just giving so much, especially even from home. Um, it's just, it's like, it's dangerous for the mental health. So mental health, that really was an awakening last week because I almost lost it. <laughs> I know. I think it's so important that you're talking about it because you look at someone like you who's amazingly talented, beautiful, smart, sweet, funny, and you're like, well, they don't, you know, she doesn't struggle, struggle with things that I struggle with, these people that are, you know, following you and looking up to you. So I think you sharing that is such a powerful message to people of like, take care of yourself because it can come out of nowhere and it can mm -hmm. be a couple years where it doesn't happen and then it hits out of nowhere. So <laughs> thanks for sharing. Of course, that. suppressing emotions is probably the most wrong thing you can do. I think yeah. that's, that's what we all do sometimes because we just want to get through our days, but we really gotta, we gotta feed our soul, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like whether it's watching a cooking show or your favorite TV show or something. So you just hear and don't do anything, you know? Yeah, I definitely, I mean, I still am like, I go in waves. Like I can be so good for a few days and I'm like, I'm crushing this quarantine thing and moving my studio upstairs and changing scenery and like doing my runs. And then like one day it'll just hit me and I'll just cry all the time. I don't know where I'm like, literally that's me, girl. I'm literally, yeah. it's everyone right now, I think in quarantine and whether you want yeah. to admit it or not, that's how we're all feeling because one, you can't really plan much and not planning makes you anxious and it's yeah. like whoo it's, it's crazy and I'm really hoping I really think we're gonna come out stronger that's yeah well, with your new music, it'll give everyone a bit of an escape. From, oh, you know. I cannot <laughs> wait. I like cannot. I am chomping at the bit till I can download <laughs> oh this whole God. thing. Thank you, guys. I cannot wait for that either. I still can't believe it's one week away. <laughs> I know. I was going to say, so um, Heaven and Hell comes out September 18th. I like how you did it with like it almost, well, at least on your promos that I saw on Instagram, it's kind of like you have your, or, like do the songs represent something different that kind of I guess simulates heaven versus yeah. simulates hell. Like, is that how you did it on purpose? It's weird because like a lot of people are like, oh, born in the night should be in hell or oh my God should be in hell or so am I should be in, you know? So for me, it's all oh. sonic. Like if I hear the production and it makes me happier and just think positive things, I put it on he heaven. And then if it's okay, like moodier, it. darker, sexier, I put it on hell. Cause it's about a feeling we get, right? The lyrics mm -hmm. as well, Take You to Hell is the first song in hell. So I did kind of, you know, organize that, but. <laughs> <laughs> and 
in the introductory track, Heaven, is not what you'd expect at all. People are going to think it's like a full-length song that's like upbeat. It's actually my most vibey, slow song on the album, the first song. So it's going to start slow and then hits with a bang with Kings and Queens and doesn't stop after that. <laughs> so um, fun. Well, so fun. I mean, we got four songs and we love them all, so I can't wait to hear the rest. Um, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. Yes, we love you, I Ava Max. You know, Beck, I know you now. <laughs> I know. It's like, I'll run into you at the nail salon too. Cause I think it's the same one. It is the same one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I still go. I go in the back. They have like a whole tent. Yes, I did set up and I'm in just, the back. Yeah. You know, just oh, like gorgeous. hundred degree heat, things flapping in my face. And I was like, sweat out, sweat out have... some bacon. I yeah. Yeah. Bacon. <laughs> Um, well, we love you. We can't wait to have you back on Scrubbing and Congratulations on yeah, the Yeah, congratulations on the debut Thank album. You. We love I you. I love you guys. Stay safe and healthy and happy. Mwah. Yeah, same to you. You too. I love you. Bye. Bye. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gym, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They know the feeling and their authenticity experts live for it. When that sneaker sole hits the court and hits you right in your soul. When catching a streetwear drop means everyone else is catching envy. When that watch seems to stop time, that handbag drops someone's jaw faster than they can say, I want one. And that shiny piece of jewelry puts you right in the spotlight. If that's the feeling you're after, satisfy that craving at eBay. That's where the thrill of the find meets that feeling of real. Go ahead. Type it in. Anything. Hit search and boom, you'll know when you find it. Let's call it a real scroll stopper. Right next to it, you'll see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee. That's how you know it's the real deal. And that's also how you know that eBay's got your back. They're making sure that authenticity is always in reach with real experts checking the things you love. Shop with confidence knowing that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is authentic through a hands-on, detailed inspection by real people who are real experts and love this stuff just as much as you do. Sneaker authenticators who make sure each pair is as authentic as it is fresh. Streetwear experts who know real head-to-toe. Handbag authenticators who've had a handle on all the details. Watch experts who know all of the watchouts and jewelry experts making sure that jaw-dropping piece is jaw-droppingly real eBay's authenticity experts are on a mission to make sure when the thing you love arrives, it's as authentic as your style. All this to say, when you find it on eBay, you found it for real. So hit that buy it now button with confidence. And when it finally hits your doorstep, know that the only thing unreal is the moment you unbox it. Knowing it's authentic without a doubt, that's something you have to experience for yourself. At eBay, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach with eBay authenticity guarantee. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. 
So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered for just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. All right, Ava, Max, you're freaking amazing. Her album comes out, is today's the 14th? Friday. Friday. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you the song, Naked. I haven't heard a lot. I only heard... Four you know, four, well, five, including kings and queens, kings and queens. Yeah. Um, but naked, oof, so good. It's so good. Um, okay, so Tanya, you mentioned before we went on the break that you are now a tampon blogger, which mm-hmm. I wanted to talk to you about because did I see it in your future? Maybe. <laughs> you know, it's not totally off brand. I'm not gonna lie, but it really just happened like coincidentally because. I really just want to find a good organic tampon for myself. And the other day I was with Red Star and we were, I needed tampons. And so I was like, okay, we went to Rite Aid and we went to Whole Foods. And so we bought different, two different tampons at the different stores. And so I posted on my story, like, which one was better? Like, let me know. And then the, the influx of DMs I got from women being like, please review each one and tell me which one's better. I was like, I'm on the same page. Like I'm trying to just find a really good organic tampon and so I was like I'm just gonna start getting one every month trying a different organic tampon and finding the best one it's to me I I can't think of anything more on brand for you <laughs> honestly <laughs> I'm gonna try the Hillary Duff ones um next next month which she, I'm if she has her own line I don't know if it's her own line or if she partnered with these people but if they're good for Hills Duff vagina they're <laughs> definitely probably good for Hills many. Duff vagina yeah that's Hills Duff um you know, Grey's Anatomy is back on set, and they post. Uh, Ellen Pompeo posted about it, and it was a really sweet tribute to like all the healthcare professionals and saying this season is for them. But she also revealed that she has a new favorite Grey's Anatomy couple. I saw that. Did you see who it is? <laughs> well, she spit out her rosé. I did not see who it was. Um, That's interesting because well, we sent the article over, but she just read the headline and just kept scrolling. I guess yeah. right there, like we sent <laughs> it to you yeah. today. Yes. Yeah. Oh, in our prep. Yeah. Yes. Um, kept scrolling. By the way, let's so thank she, Becky for putting the prep together that Tanya didn't even bother oh, yeah. to read. Thank Thanks, you, Becky. Be- Becky, I saw the prep. Uh, I, I do read the prep actually very much. I read it very well for Ava Max. Thank <laughs> you very much. Almost too well. Yeah. Um. So she tweeted out, um, yes, I have a new favorite couple. Not sure what you'll call them, but they are adorable. You guys can have fun guessing who. And then I thought, you know, I thought she'd leave us hanging, but she didn't. Um, someone guessed Maggie and her boyfriend, Winston. Remember the guy that she kind of got with towards the end? That was like an old friend or something? Mm-hmm. And she said, ding, ding, ding. You guys, you have no idea how adorable they are. But w- the girl that we met on set of Grey's Anatomy told us that uh, Kelly McCreary, who plays Maggie, was one of her favorites. And so I feel like I'm excited to watch her now with a different perspective. 
and I like I loved the guy that they brought on. Um, the actor's name is um, one second Anthony Hill, because I felt like they had a lot. Of, I I felt like they had more chemistry than anyone she's been with yet. Do you know um, my old neighbor that used to live next door to me, Chike? Yeah, is like best friends with her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you love Chike. I, are you kidding? He's like the greatest so ever. Ever. You would imagine that he. I would a imagine good judge of exactly, character. exactly. But I remember when he told me that, I was like, Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Wait a second. So I think he was like waiting for me to like be like excited. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. she's on Grey's Anatomy, yeah. and I was like, oh, <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> Do you know a Derek Shepherd by chance? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what was nice about listening to um, Ellen on the Armchair Expert what? podcast was that she said she spoke hi- very nice, like highly of uh, Patrick Dempsey. Oh, that's nice. And. So highly of Sandra O. Oh. Of course. Like just she was she was praising her as like you and I would praise each other. Just like she's amazing. She's the best. You know, it was really, really sweet. And you know who I really want to have on the podcast is Miranda Bailey. Oh, like <laughs> how do we get that to happen? Well, our people will reach out to her people. And I'll DM her on Instagram. Should we just spam her? (laughs) No, we don't want to freak her out. Okay. (laughs) I've been watching old episodes and she's just like really giving it to me right now. (sighs) The old episodes are so good. Um, Wait, and you, so you don't, you're not excited about Maggie and Winston? Honestly, I'm just excited to see how this whole like Teddy Owen situation pans out. Oh, that cliffhanger was so good. It was really good. I can't believe that was not. I still can't believe that wasn't the finale last season. I can't either. Like, it wasn't intended to be the finale. Wow. It was epic. Um, Okay. I think we have some emails, correct, Mark? We do, as a matter of fact. The first one is a birthday shout-out that I think we'd be happy to accommodate. This is from Ashley. My little sister's birthday was yesterday, September 13th. So that actually is legitimately yesterday as we record this. She loves scrubbing in and even found her roommate through the Facebook group. She's one of the strongest, most courageous, genuine, fun-loving, funny, and inspiring people that I know. She overcomes every obstacle with so much grace and embodies joy even in the hardest times. Even though she's my younger sister, I look up to her in so many ways. She is a true definition of a modern woman, and I know this year is going to be the best one ever. Can you wish her a happy birthday for me? Her name is Taylor. Happy birthday, Taylor. Happy birthday, Taylor. I love I love when sisters you that know, is sweet. speak about yeah. each other like yeah. that. That is really know? nice. I hope that for my daughters. Yeah. Mm. I feel that way about my sisters, too. I get it. I feel that way. I've been really leaning on my sister lately. <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> it's really nice to have a very level-headed, um, smart, well-rounded sibling let me tell you that because i can really get loose on my cannon and she just reels me back in don't we know it the <laughs> cannon gets loose, loose um, on my cannon. yeah happy birthday taylor hope happy you had birthday. a great day and hope this year is the best yet. yes ashley loves you all right this is from marina I've heard Tanya talk about her anxiety before becoming a Christian many times. I've been a Christian since I was six, but my anxiety is almost unbearable. I went through a nasty, physically abusive divorce, custody battle, got full custody, baby, and now adjusting to normal, whatever that means. I do lean on God to help my anxiety, but what shift did you feel or what changes did you make to help you? I'm 27 for reference. 
interesting because I used to have really it's it's almost like this perspective changed when I when I found my relationship with God and it was like there's so much that you want, like there's so much that you expectation comes or anxiety comes from expectation. So it's like everybody has an expectation on their life, whether it's relationship, career, family, whatever that may be. And so we put these expectations on ourselves. And so for me, it was not so much, um, not having those expectations, but just knowing that like God's got me, like he's gonna, like if it's a desire of your heart, it's going to happen for you on a timeline that you have no control over. So I think for me, it was just kind of resting in that space of like knowing that the desires of my heart will be fulfilled because God put them there, but they're not on my timetable. They're just on his. So it was just a matter of just kind of like, not like hanging back because I don't really believe in just like hanging back and letting life happen to you. But it was just kind of like hanging back in terms of control Mm -hmm. and trying to just, enjoy the process and like it's funny because when I went through my bad breakup I would pray every single night for us to get back together my prayers every morning every night I would just pray God please bring us back together like that was my prayer and then as I started to like go to church more and really like lean into my faith and my relationship I was like oh there's a reason why this breakup happened so my prayers shifted from that to open my eyes to why like the purpose of this breakup like why did you why did you bring this into my life Mm -hmm. so it's a matter it was a matter of just like not being upset what was happening to me versus like it's happening for me Mm -hmm. so it's just like a perspective change that happened and it really helped with my anxiety so much yeah I it's funny because I I know this wasn't actually directed towards me but um as someone who grew up as a Christian I never I my personality in general I've never struggled with anxiety like thank god I'm really grateful but Lately, I have experienced it more and I have decided the way I've handled it is let myself acknowledge that it's there and like acknowledge that it's there and I'm aware of it and not let it like consume me. Try to do things that get me out of that headspace of feeling anxious, whether it's taking a walk or putting my phone down or listening to worship music or whatever it is, just anything to take me out of that mindset or the space that's causing that anxiety but it's interesting about the desire thing because I always had that mentality but for me now I realize that my desires can change so I always had this expectation of like if it's a desire it'll happen and then when it when it didn't happen I felt like let down or that I wasn't being looked at looked after if that makes sense so I've kind of realized that your desires of what you want can change and maybe your desires aren't aren't what God's plan is for you or what your plan is supposed to be. So I agree in like resting in the comfort of like what's happening, what's going to happen is going to happen. Yeah. An unrequested piece of advice from me. (laughs) But no, but it is, it's it's like total mind. It's like a, it's like a control thing. I think a lot of anxiety comes from not being able to control certain things because a lot of what I have anxiety about is something that I don't, I only control how I handle it. Totally. (laughs) And sometimes, and sometimes that means taking care of yourself and, you know, if it's to a point where you're, um, incapacitated, what's the word I'm looking for? 
inebriated? <laughs> not inebriated. <laughs> like to where, like you can't handle it. Like you're you're not able to even Incapable. function because it's. Okay, we'll just <laughs> don't worry. I'll, <laughs> I won't use the word I was going to use. Um, some you know, there's medicine to help you like cope, and I don't think that means that you're weak or that you're not doing enough praying or not relying on God. It just means that you might need a li- little extra help of balancing things out, and that's okay. Yeah. All right, and this is an anonymous email. She says, my boyfriend and I have been dating for seven months, but we've been friends for two years before that. His roommate is one of his best friends and a friend of mine since we've all been in the same friend group for the past few years. Since my boyfriend and I have been dating, his roommate has been making uncomfortable comments to me, and I'm not really sure how to handle it. He'll often take ownership of my relationship. He says, I'm responsible for you guys even being together. He tells me when my boyfriend's not around that things my boyfriend does for me were because he told him to do it. And sometimes he'll even go as far as to make inappropriate flirty comments. Every time it happens, I try to make light of it and laugh it off, but then turn him down so he knows it's not appreciated. After a couple of times with this and no change, I had a long conversation with my boyfriend about all of it and how it makes me uncomfortable. My boyfriend obviously was upset and said he'd have a conversation with his roommate, but even after their conversation, it's still happening. How should I handle this? First of all, ew. Yeah, yikes. I hate that because, to be honest, a lot of things that happen in relationships, like when you're asking your friends for advice or like, how do I handle this? Like, Tanya asks me all the time, how should I handle this? Because I have more of a mentality like Red Star and she has more of a mentality of 95P. And it's like we ask each other how to handle certain things. And I would never take responsibility for something I suggested that she did that helped or that worked or like a gift option. I would never be like, Oh, well you got that because of me. And I think that's such an immature. Yeah. That'd be so weird. If you like went up to him and yeah. you're like, yeah, you see that? I told her to get you. Yeah, that. exactly. Like, okay, bye. <laughs> so I, um, I think that that's very immature and I think you might have to be a little more direct and assertive of how he's making you feel. And I know it, believe me, I get how uncomfortable it is to have like that confrontational conversation, but I think if if his friend has had the conversation and he doesn't respect that, I think you need to be the one to be like, "Hey, I you know, we're friends, but I don't feel I don't like you make me feel uncomfortable. I don't I don't like it and um please stop please stop saying these types of things to me." And unfortunately, he has not gotten the hint, so you're going to have to be pretty direct, I think. It sucks that you even have to do that because. Can you like not hang out with the roommate as much? I'd be like, just well, like. Well, I think if bye. she's over at his house, he's there. Him to yours. Yeah, but that's, you know, after a certain amount of time, it's not realistic. But yeah. Do, do y'all have any advice? Mark Easton? Yeah, no, I agree with you uh, completely, Becca. So this guy's got feelings for you. I think that's really clear to me. And probably he has for a long time and realizes he missed his opportunity. He knew he should have made a move when you guys were all friends in the years before you and this other guy hooked up. So I think that's what he's thinking is I missed my chance here. And it's not beneath him to try to move in on his buddy. He, he has such strong feelings for you that if you accepted any of his flirty comments, he'd be into it. He would start a thing with you. He would totally destroy his relationship with his guy because that's how guys think. They think, you know, below the belt rather than above. So, yes, you have to say to him, like as you said here, 
you laugh it off and make light of it and then turn him down. That's not enough. The fact that you're laughing it off and making light of it is encouraging him. You got to say, okay, knock it off. I don't like it. I'm uncomfortable with it. Please stop doing that. That's the only way this is ever going to stop. No, it's true. I mean, I think the laughing it off, which is I do that a lot, but I think it it might to him mean that you're flirting back because you're not shutting it down. You're just laughing and brushing it off. And he feels empowered by that probably in a way that you think it's like funny and cute or something. So, um, yeah, I, I, it's gross. Like, you know, guys are so weird. They're the worst. Have like loyalty in a way, but then they're quick when another girl, when the girl's involved, they're very quick to just throw away that loyalty. I feel like. Yeah. Especially as she said, she's 27. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that. Sorry. No, that was a different emailer. The girl was being, Maureen was 27. We don't have an age on Anonymous. Uh, Anonymous is probably in her early 20s because I feel like that was like, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's like the thing. (laughs) The worst. The worst. I was thinking, I was thinking about the other day how um, I was reading this story about a woman who was assaulted or something. And one of the comments was like, well, what was she wearing or something? And I was like, this is so ridiculous that why do women have to deal with men who are gross? Like, why do we have to change what we're doing so that they don't assault or interact in a way that's offensive or rude? It's like so frustrating. I I, I feel bad for all women that you have to date us and deal with us. (laughs) Well, there are, you know, there's good. And there's also women who are inappropriate too. Totally, totally, totally. You know, it's just, the, the fact that there was a comment like that and it was just kind of like, are you kidding me? Being around men is mostly an unpleasant experience. Like, like I, I'm, I'm willing to say that. Like, What is? Just being around men in general. Like, <laughs> uh, spending time with us, having sex with us, it's all bad. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for women all over the world. No, it's so, it's so interesting because I feel like when um, – Red Star and I started dating. So, like, you, the first, like, few months, you're only dating each other. You're not really bringing each other, like, around your friends. But so when it became that time to bring each other around our friends, quarantine happened. So we've kind of delayed that process of, like, mm-hmm. you know, meeting each other's friends. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because I've met really only, like, two of his guy friends. And they're married, so it's probably different. Yeah. But I'm like very intrigued to meet the rest because I just find men to just be so like weird and like interesting. You know what I mean? So I'm like so interested to see what his friends are like. Yeah. I mean, it will be interesting uh-huh. to see like how and how he is around them. Totally. You know, see him in his element with his bros. With his bros. Yeah. Like <laughs> the, drinking beer. Yeah. <laughs> Um, how, are y'all good? Everyone was asking how how our relationship update. I'll give mine after you. Uh, we're good actually. We're actually really good. I feel like um, uh, outside circumstances are one thing, but he and I are very solid. And it's weird. I was talking to my parents about it the other day because I saw my parents yesterday, and I was like, I feel like he's more in love with me than ever right now. Wow. Have you kind of been like? A little more... A little Sonsy. Yeah, yeah. Kind of. Of course. <laughs> just because I've been very, like, focused on, like, my happiness, yeah. you know what I mean? And just, like, focusing on, like, who, what's adding to this, like, stress and anxiety and, like, all that, you know what I mean? So I've really just been hyper-focused on that and just focusing on myself and, and t- 
taking care of me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're good. good. But it's yeah, like he sent me flowers randomly the other day. I was like, oh, <laughs> nice. That's your anniversary? No, nothing. Yeah. Just cause. You're eight. What is it? Tenth month coming up? No, we just had it. Oh, but it wasn't. It was. It wasn't on the day. That was just random wow. flowers. So thinking of you. Thinking of you. Hope these brighten your day. I was like, I remember those days. Just flowers galore. Um, yeah, we're doing well as well. There have been challenges in communicate. We communicate so differently and that's been something that we've worked through, you know, since we started dating. So that's been something, but we always come out of it understanding each other more, which I think has been really good for me to have that challenge mm-hmm. in the moment. I want to be like, get me out of here, transport me anywhere, but here, but because I hate having conversations and communicating and not seeing eye to eye on everything. Um, but we're good. We're in a good spot. I feel like we're, we've gotten, you know, through the thick of the quarantine days and the, yeah. you know, work is starting up again and a little more outside of the home experiences, <laughs> which is great, even though we don't live together, but we see each other a lot. Do you so. think you're going to move in together at some point soon? I don't know. Part of me is so hesitant about moving in together because I've always said I, I didn't want to like, well, I'm kind of in the process of maybe wanting to buy a house and I'm not going to buy a house with someone unless I'm married or like planning to marry them or in that. Right. And so we're not there. And so if I'm going to buy a house, I don't know. I like having our separate place. We see each other pretty much every single day. So yeah. it doesn't feel like there's that thing missing. And we'd probably live well together. But I don't want to move in just to save money or, you know, just for the reason that. Well, no, I mean, but you move in, it's like the next step. Yeah, but it's like giving up my space, my independence. <laughs> and I feel like when you move in together, there's this sense of like, What's the point of getting married? <laughs> oh, you think? Oh, so you don't want to give the cow the milk for free? Yeah, I, was, I couldn't uh, think of that. Wow, that was the first phrase I think you've ever gotten right the first time. <laughs> Thank you so much. I no, still don't think I got no, it right. But. No, you don't give cows milk. Oh, you don't want to give the cows milk for free? Yeah, the cows milk for free. The cows. No, the cow doesn't no. want to give you the milk. Why buy the cow when you can get the milk it's for oh, free? Milk for oh, free. shoot. Oh, he almost got <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, right. it's close. You're close. Very, very adjacent. Yeah, but like I said, I think everyone has different opinion. And my, my opinion changes often on this. So. Oh, but that's an interesting different, that's a different pivot right there. Why? Because it's not like I like my independence. It's like you're not going to buy my milk if I'm giving you the cow for free. Yeah, I mean, I'm not that... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like headstrong in that mentality as much as I am just like. Not there yet. Yeah. But um, I am looking to want to buy a house and it's really defeating in the Los Angeles area. (laughs) Don't even get me started. I've been looking at places for uh, probably a year at this point. And I'm still looking during COVID and it's just like. Come on out. Oh, you're. What? Come on out. Thousand Oaks. It's a beautiful place to live. Far enough out. You get a lot more for your money. Yeah, I mean, the amount of space, the amount of money for the amount of space and the dungeonness of it. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to pay this much money to live in a, a dark hole? Like, what? Do you want to know? Okay, this is a good story to end on. So the other day I was looking at, pl- so my dream, and this is just a far-fetched dream of maybe one day having the opportunity is to live in Pacific Palisades, which is on the west side of LA by the beach, by the water. It's just so cute over there can really picture my future there. But I'm on Zillow, and I see a um, 
uh, cute little apartment condo for in my price range over there. And I'm like, are you kidding? I have like an ocean view. I immediately call and I'm like, um, no windows. No, no, no. There was oh. like light and everything. And she says, yeah, it's a, um, it's a pre-manufactured home. I had no idea what this was. So I was like, oh, okay. No idea what this is. Google it. It's a mobile home community, which I have nothing against, except the amount of money that I would be paying literally for essentially a plot of land was insane. Oh, so it's just land and you have to bring your own like no, it, mobile home? No, it's the mobile home's there. But oh, it's the like, mobile home comes with it. But do you know, like, to live, to spend that much money on a home with the earthquakes here and everything, I just could, I was like, you know, I just, and then I look at land outside of California and I'm like, ooh, she's tempting. You can't move from here. <laughs> That's not funny. <laughs> I'm just saying, I browse. I browse other places. Stop that browsing. Browse right on over the <laughs> right on over Laurel Canyon, okay? That's <laughs> as far as you can go. You said Pacific Palisades. I was like, that's a 30, 40 minute drive from here. I know. It's so beautiful over there. No, no. One day. No, no. Um, well, we love you guys. Thank you for being with us for three years and supporting us. And Don't just brush this on. You're not moving out of the state. Like, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll, I would love to keep a place here. Keep a place here? <laughs> not a, a rental. A one a studio rental here. Or I could just stay with you. You're not moving from here. <laughs> I could stay with you when I come in town to record the podcast weekly. <laughs> would you do that? No, I'd probably do it from home. In my home that I build, my dream home. I'm just kidding. I'm kind of kidding. I'm kind of kidding. But it's you don't look at other places and see what like people that are like building homes or like moving into homes and remodeling and no, it costs half of what you're able to pay here for like a shoebox. No, because I love Los Angeles. I know you and Mark and Easton just love Los Angeles and everything that comes with it. Oh. Well, <laughs> I do. I enjoy the city, but I also love getting out of the city and getting a place out here where it's suburban and it feels like the small towns where I grew up. I, that's what I love about L.A. is we can still be close to everything and all that's happening. We're close to the ocean. We're close to snow. We're close to whatever we need, but we're also in a lovely little suburban neighborhood where the kids are safe. I mean, that, that's, yeah, that's where I'm at right now in beautiful small town Monrovia when it's not uh, burning to the ground. But <laughs> uh, yeah. normally it's very nice over here. L.A. isn't just Studio it. City. you got to explore a little bit. And the Palisades, I mean, come on. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. I, the, the Palisades, I, had, I hadn't even thought about realistically doing that right now. But then I just was, you know, shopping, browsing. and I'm fine with you living off the 405 somewhere. What's the 405? Isn't that that freeway that goes? The 101? The Westlake and, like, no. Park? Don't you take No, I'm off the 101. Oh, the 101. 101. I'm sorry. The 101. I'm fine with you living somewhere off the 101. How far are you from the studio, Mark? Uh, I can get there in 38 minutes without traffic. Fine. You can do that. That's okay. We'll talk about this off, <laughs> off air. Okay. Um, anyways, we love you guys. Thank you for being with us for three whole years. I literally can't believe that um, this has grown into what it has grown into. And I'm for eternally grateful. Can't wait to do live shows again. 
Can't wait to do meet and greets again. I just can't wait to see you guys again. Like, uh, I think I'm drunk. <laughs> oh no! I was gonna say your eyes got so glassy. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. We love you guys, and we will see you next week. I'm gonna keep the party going over here at the <laughs> Rad Pad. <laughs>